Sorry, the voice wasn't ready yet. Welcome <laughs> in to a, another episode of the West Life Podcast. Yes, my throat, let's get in there. Let's get in there, guys. Apologies for last night's episode uh, where I was yeah, absolutely struggling and the boys carried me last night, but I think it's all right with that uh, last bit of phlegm coughed up. So apologies to everyone's ears. I might have to cut that out from the... Uh, the audio version, but we are brought to you by Holman Barnes Group, uh, which includes West Ashfield League's best place to watch the game live and loud on Thursday night as we take on the Titans, which we are previewing that match tonight. So head to the Garden Bistro or walk on the Chinese restaurant there and have a feed before the game. Uh, watch it on a big screen with plenty of other West Tigers fans there, especially for an away game, no doubt. Um, if you would like to give us a follow on the socials, please do at in, at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and on there on our profile pages is our link tree with a link to absolutely everything that we do, uh, including our sponsors and including uh, our Patreon. Or if you want to find our Patreon site and support the show and submit questions like the guys have for later in this show patreon.com forward slash westlife and shouts to all the people tuning in right now live on youtube you can also watch this on youtube later if you if you're on the audio version normally never watched it on youtube i reckon uh monday night's episode was a pretty good one because we actually had the video footage of annesley uh, Graham Annesley breaking down how well, the West Tigers were rotted um, out of being a no try for Canberra Raiders. So we actually played that on the screen. So check that out. If you like, give us a like, subscribe, share with your friends. No matter what platform you're on, please share with your friends. Tell your West Tigers buddies to check us out. They might not like us, but at least give us a chance. Uh, Mr. Bashara sitting there in the red room with your Tigers. A few people in the comments last night says a Richmond Tigers scarf. Is that right? It is. It is. It looks like an. I'm not sure. I, I got. I said to my wife, "It's going to be freezing out at Campbelltown. I need a Tigers scarf. Have you got one?" And um, she said, "Yeah, I got an old one." So I went and grabbed the first one I saw from the cupboard, but um, kept me nice and warm. And it's getting a bit too cold to just wear a short sleeve shirt. So yeah, just put the scarf on over the Westlife shirt. Just to keep me a mate, bit warmer. Mate, I've got 6,000 scarves in the cupboard. I can give you. Remind me next time we get to a game. Too easy. Too easy. Uh, Az has got his camera off at the moment. I know he's still getting set up. Are you there, Az? Welcome to uh, a Tuesday night. Apologies for anyone uh, who was caught off guard. I did promise last week we would go to Wednesday, but with the Thursday game, it was a bit silly to only give it 24 hours before. So uh, how are you tonight, Az? Yeah, good. Thanks, Josh. Um, g'day, Rob. G'day, everyone tuning in. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good tonight. I'm I'm trying to get over the fact that the um the referee who was in the bunker who did the rorting that you mentioned previously mm, is back there back. for our game again. Yeah, awesome. I I replied to a, one of our Twitter followers uh, did mention that, and I said, hopefully, he kind of overcorrects and is kind to us. That means because he was caught. He was caught. He was called out by his boss. Graham Annesley, like for us all to see, he's been hammered. Surely he's, surely he's got to be thinking in the back of his head, I better not miss a single fucking thing for the West Tigers this week. Where I'm gonna he's got really... a Bill Harrigan attitude, Josh. He's just as stubborn as, as they come, which he's probably what you need to be a ref, yeah. Uh, shouts to everyone watching live. I see Dom Jet suggesting honey and lemon. I do have a tea here that is uh, with honey. Um, 
a bit of honey in it. So uh, speaking of the referee, sugar, honey, ice, and tea. He, Andrew, Andrew G. Is that who it was? Uh, no, uh, Andrew, not Andrew. Andrew G. Was Andrew G. Was a player. Um, gosh, I've just got Adam G. Adam G. Uh, yeah, not my favorite. Aaron Gordon's my favorite AG. But um, righto, on to some. Oh, first we're gonna plug our sponsors before we get to the news. So as I said at the top of the show. Uh, we are sponsored by West uh, Ashfield Legs and Holman Barnes Group, the major sponsors of the West Tigers. Uh, check out holmanbarnesgroup.com.au for all their venues. Uh, Holman's, Holman Barnes Group bringing people together and just quietly, the three of us, um, we quite like their markets club in Homebush. We watched us beat the uh, the Dragons there, a great little Chinese restaurant there. It's only tiny, tiny little uh, low-key little club. Wait, obviously, West Ashfield itself is the big mothership that uh is enormous but the the cheeky little markets club we obviously all live near it which is a big advantage for us as well but um check that one they've got croydon sports as well so uh shout to our friends at holman barnes group right uh, in the news that popped up today it was pretty funny it popped up this popped up the news today i'm like damn it the show was last night we could have talked about this last night i'm like oh wait we have a show tonight we can talk about it so Luke Brooks, uh, he apparently uh, is being given a, a very, very sneaky headline, this in the Telegraph, when it popped up. They wrote it as a million-dollar offer to Luke Brooks, and most people probably would have read that and like, oh, my God, they're going to offer him over a million dollars a season. You open the article, you pay for it like I do. It's, yeah, I know, paying for articles, but um, I'm a sucker. Uh, it's... It says in excess of $1 million for two seasons. So that could be anywhere between $500,001 and $999,000. So who who knows? It's a game of uh, prices right with uh, a guess on what he's actual, actually been offered. Uh, but Rob, do you have any intel or uh, confirmations on what's going on here? Uh Uh, what should we be paying Luke Brooks? Um, you know, if we're going to offer him a contract, uh, I've got to say, Josh, guilty as charged in terms of that headline. I read that headline and fell for it hook, line, and sinker, thinking, "Oh my God, not a million dollars a year, really." Uh, look, yeah. if it's if it's anywhere from five hundred to, I suggested seven fifty last night. If it's anywhere around, you know, anything between five hundred and seven fifty a season, hmm. I, I'm fine with it on what he's produced the last five or six weeks. Um, you know, what's most important is just him playing good footy right now. I really don't give a stuff about the contracts. I just don't want to lose any players that are playing well and I don't want to, you know, hire any bums uh, to the club because I think this playing group really puts in every week. And, you know, if we just add the right people to it, I think we're going to be a force next year. Yeah, maybe my time at Fox Sports got, taught me how to uh, expect and write clickbait Pro- headlines. Probably. But, um as what are your thoughts on Brooksy in this one? Yeah, it's been a bit of a bumpy ride for old Luke. Um, it, it's good to see that he's playing good footy. I like the fact that we're probably offering him um, a contract extension. Um, obviously, less on less dollars than he's on now is brilliant. So, yeah, I definitely think we do need to re-sign him probably around that um, 700 to 800K mark. I Like I said, I agreed with Rob last night when he said 750. I think that's probably... 
around the value that we should be looking at the moment. And that would also free up probably about what, 450k to to go elsewhere, which is pretty good, especially when we've got some up and coming players who are starting to show us what they're made of. We can potentially mm. throw a little bit of money their way or look for another marquee signing to add to the team for a coming season. So potential there. Yeah, a few people when I mentioned that I actually would like Luke Brooks to to kick on with the West Tigers. A few people think that I'm crazy, but I don't know how you wouldn't I know it's been so long and it's what is it, ten years at the club and no success and whatever, but he's showing with a good forward pack and a great team around him that he is like it's no coincidence and possibly coaches the coaching staff might be suiting him as well. And there might we might have found the right combination where Luke Brooks can be successful at the West Tigers. And I think this next year we could make the top eight with Luke Brooks. And I don't think there could be a better story in rugby league than Luke Brooks leading the West Tigers to a top eight. Like, and as we mentioned on the show last night, is there really anyone else on the market out there that's more likely to lead us to a top eight position than Luke Brooks in the moment? Not really. So unless someone pops up um, on the outer somewhere. So but for any uh, supporters, Josh, that, you know, are hesitant, you, you can't blame them. Like he's been sure. great. He's been great for a good two months now, but you got to look at the overall picture for 10 years. Like personally, given the fact that there's no one else out there, given that he put out, what, 220-plus metres the other night. I know some of his game management could have been a, a fraction better, but mm-hmm. it's as good a running game as he's played. Given there's no one else around, I'm, I'm happy to keep him. But the funny thing is, Tripper and I, uh, Adrian Trippardina, we, we we talk every few days, and, and the one thing we we're always worried about all year was as soon as we string two wins together, they're going to re-sign Luke Brooks, and we we're both like, "No, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it." But I just feel, I just feel this is a different Luke Brooks now. I, mm. I really do. I hope I'm not just being, uh, you know, like uh, sort of his performances haven't uh, tricked me, and he, and he goes back into being the Brooks that he was before. But like we said, given that there's not much out there, given that he's going to get a reduction in his salary, which it seems mm. like that's what the offer is, and how he's playing and how happy he actually looks while he's playing as well. Uh, I, I'm all for it right now. So, yeah, call me a hypocrite because I, I didn't want him there 10 weeks ago, but he's turned it around, and, and you can't you can't let your preconceived ideas of a player just judge things. Like, if, if he's playing good, I mean, run with him. You know, if he's playing bad, then, yeah, get rid of him. But he's, he's, he's turned the corner, so maybe it's the Benji Sheens factor that's done it. Who knows? Yeah, I, yeah. I do agree with what Carlos said there. Um, basically, he's he it, it's probably is due to the coaching. I think like they've helped him unlock his running game. He had a lot of success with that in his earlier years at the club. It didn't always bear fruit, but uh, when he got it right, he he could absolutely tear sides apart, even with the combination of him and Mitch Moses. Um, for a few seasons there, they were they were doing pretty well. I thought um, he. It seems like under recent coaches like Madge and maybe even Ivan to an extent, he kind of shut up shop a little bit on his running game and kind of reverted back to kicking. But um, with with his running game being unlocked again, it, I think it's mm. really been what's starting to bear fruit for him. And I think having Benji in particular on the coaching staff has probably given him a bit more confidence in, and a bit more freedom to to play what he sees. It, it obviously wasn't working at the start of the year because I, like I said last night, um, he, he started to try 
to run a lot more during our game against the Storm down there. Um, and it, it most of the time it didn't come off just because of poor decisions. But the, the decision-making in that regard seems to have gotten better. Um, he's running off the back of Appy a bit more and the combination with Appy has grown and developed. And I think there's a lot of potential for that to continue in the coming seasons as well. 100%. Uh, next bit of news, Charlie Staines, who obviously uh, went down in the loss to Manly. Oh, he didn't go down, actually. He actually uh, he explains the injury here. So basically, basically he had a perforated bowel. But the West Tigers put out a little interview with um, yeah on the website today, just him detailing. And I've cut up a little bit of audio. If you want to see the full interview, it's on the West Tigers uh, website. But here's a little snippet. Uh, some of the meat for that uh, interview with Charlie Staines. Good. Um, you know, I've been off from training for a couple of weeks now and I've um, just been resting. Um, pretty much only been able to walk around and walk to the shops, um, walk with my daughter. Um, but um, yeah, first day back and uh, in the gym, some light, light weights and on the bike. So um, feeling good. Yeah, well, feeling good. You, you only... It was uh, first couple of minutes into the second half. Um, sort of just a normal tackle um, and sort of got up and I was like, oh, something doesn't feel right here. Sort of just felt like a bad stitch and um, played on the rest of the game and then, yeah, just sort of went, went downhill um, after the game. We sort of had a little signing session over the Leeds club and, um, yeah, my, my bowel just, just started, like, burning um, on the inside and I was like, oh, don't, this doesn't feel right. Um, yeah, had to, had to ring the doc and, yeah, had to go to the hospital and, um, yeah, sort of got the scan uh, after a few hours at the hospital and um, they sort of said, you know, you've perforated your, your bowel and I was just like, yeah, I don't know what that is, but doesn't sound the best and I'm um, just taking it week by week now and hopefully get back into um, running and all that, all that physical stuff next month. So it'll give me a bit, bit of a better idea as well and um, the, the staff here, um, they're going to do an awesome job and, as pretty scary stuff there for look for the uh, Forbes Ferrari. Yeah, I actually didn't know that um, this was up, so I'll have to go and have a listen to the full thing a bit later on after we're done recording. But hearing that it was just an innocuous tackle and um, he felt like it was just a stitch is kind of scary because it it kind of means like any sort of tackle something could go wrong. I know that's not a great way to look at it, but um, for for that to be like a very simple trigger that's basically caused his bowel to perforate. That is, mm. it's quite intense. Um, amazing too, that he played on through it. Yeah. The body, the body's a funny thing. Like just have to think of like uh, Phil Hughes, the cricketer who was just basically hit right in the wrong spot with a cricket ball and died. And for hundreds of years we play cricket and everyone the players used to play without helmets and be until Tony Gregg wore a bloody motorbike helmet. But <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's just one of those really weird things, Rob. Yeah. Well, as Aaron said, I mean, it's ridiculous to think that he finished that second half with a perforated bowel. Like it, it's a, a, incredibly courageous. Uh, that was a manly game, obviously. And we, we should have won that as well. Uh, look, I mean, he's on the mend. Uh, looks like the club, keen to keep him uh so look hopefully he makes a full recovery but like aaron i, I hadn't i haven't heard that interview i only heard what you've just played now so i'll check it out a bit later on yeah well done for the west tigers they, they are doing really well with their content 
um, lately. We'll give them a bit of a shout out there. Uh, one place that does their tech and content really well is Mobile Corp. So Mobile Corp supports local businesses by managing their IT, their networks, and their mobile devices. If you're a local business owner looking for a partner who will take away the hassle of dealing with IT issues and make sure you have cybersecurity in place, they can handle all your mobile device needs, then Mobile Corp can help. Mobile Corp is a family-run business and long-time supporter of the West Tigers. And you can reach out to our mate, Stephen, at Mobile Corp, uh, mobilecorp.com.au. That's mobilecorp.com.au. Righto, on to our team list, as because your reading was so good last uh, last night. Do you want to go through the West Tigers team list for... Uh, Absolutely, I can. <laughs> so... If I'm correct, there's no changes to the starting 17, but I'll read them correct, all out yeah. anyway. So, Jareem Buller is at the fullback. David Nofaluma and Junior Tupu on the wings. Stafford to- uh, and Tommy Talao in the centres with Wakeham and Brooksy in the halves. Stefano and David uh, David Clemmer are our front rowers with Appy back in the starting side. Isaiah Papali'i and John Bateman, the second rowers with Fanua Pole at lock. The bench is Jake Simpkin, Alex Seifarth, Alex Twole, and Asu Kepa'oa. And Dane Laurie has come into the reserves in the place of Brent Naden. Sean Bloor is back in. Atasi James is back in. Justin Matamura is there. And Talon De Silva is still there. So Rob mentioned this last night, but Talon De Silva, the word is he's going to be moved into the side come Thursday. So he's a little bit, we are actually surprised that he's in the 22 jersey, but that might be the number he wears. A lot of cricket, cricket references on the show tonight. Um, but yeah, Talent Da Silva for a, Talent Da Silva. I tweeted this out today. In Jersey Flag, they called him Talent D Silva, D-E, and in first grade, he's Talent Da Silva. So uh, I think I think it's Da, Da Silva. So anyway, semantics aside what have you heard rob uh he'll be he'll become tds to most of us josh uh look oh. i've heard again today i've been told he's going to start from the bench i've i've had people bashing me left right and center for for you know false rumors for bagging safe for bagging jakey simpkin and and you know this yeah your rumors are never right whatever whatever we'll just see what happens guys but hmm. i think he's going to be on the bench um if he does get on the bench and the game's in the balance for most of the game, I would really, I, I'd hardly expect him to get any time. I, I'd expect Appy to play 80 minutes. And if the game's out of reach one way or another, then I think we'd find him come onto the field. So I really would be very surprised if he got more than, he'd get anything from zero to 15 minutes. Uh, but look, let's just see how it all pans out. And obviously too, you got to remember what um, Tim Sheen said in the presser afterwards in terms of, uh, needing to take Jake Simpkin off because he looked a bit fatigued and he didn't really handle it. Probably another reason is if they get Jake Simpkin into New South Wales Cup, he can get some minutes up and get a bit more fitness up. So it's, I don't think it's a, t- a total blight on Jake Simpkin. It's probably got a two-pronged uh, you know, idea to it. Uh, as a big omission this week is uh, he was 18th man last week. Uh, Brett Naden is named in Cup, but not in the squad at all for first grade. So NATO not getting back into the side after that suspension. 
Yeah, I'm I'm a bit surprised about that. I thought he'd maybe not necessarily slot straight back in because it was going to be hard to slot anyone um, into the team after the, the demolition against North Queensland. Um, but I thought he'd probably stay close to the side for mm. for the coming weeks. Maybe it's a fitness thing with him too. Um, he have, obviously hasn't played a lot. That game against the Panthers where he got suspended was his first game back um, from an injury, I believe. And uh, yeah, then we had like with these three weeks suspension, there was a buy in the middle there as well. So he basically didn't play for a month after not playing for, I think, two or three weeks before the game in which he got suspended. So maybe it's not a bad idea to give him a run in cup before reintroducing him to the team. Uh, Rob, my my man Sean Blaw is his name is back in the squad. Is he a chance of sneaking into the side? Is is Sheenzy going to do a bit of a shuffle here? Uh, look, I, I don't think so. Um, the one of the criticisms thrown at me last night, and he, and he'll be glad glad that I'm mentioning it too, is that you know Safarth has a role. He's not there to to do anything fancy. He's there to do his tackles. He, he made what twenty nine tackles in. 33 minutes thereabouts, so he effectively did his job. As far as I'm concerned, he's not the sort of impact player we need from the bench, but I, I accept he played well for what he's capable of doing. Uh, given that Safarth did his job, didn't miss a tackle, I don't think they'll change it up too much. Uh, would I love to see Sean Bloor there? Of course I would. Uh, just just on NATO too, I, I think it's 100% about his fitness. Heaven forbid if something happened to one of our centres pre-game, I don't think you'd be confident with Naden playing 80 minutes. You'd probably find Kapoa would be more likely to last 80 minutes given he's played a lot more football than Naden. So, yeah, I, I don't expect to see Sean there, but um, I hope when he does, if he does come back uh, sooner rather than later, that he can make an impact and, and make a case for him needing to be in that 17 every week. As Dane Laurie at 18th man, is that anything? Is that interesting at all? Oh, I don't really know for sure. Maybe it's a different idea. Um, there may be a player under a bit of an injury cloud who he may have to come in for uh, late in the week, but um, I, I can only think that it's it's maybe potential cover in the backs, just yeah, just in case something goes on there. Um, mm. I would personally have Bloor as 18th man, um, but what can you do? Yeah, I guess Kepa Ola can fill a forward or back and move him for someone goes down. So yeah, it um it is a weird one. So we'll see what Sheenzy does in I guess less than twenty four hours time when they cut um cut the squad down. So Yeah, don't have to uh, wait too long to trim the team, do you? No. Uh as do you want to read out the Titans squad for me? Sure can. So AJ Brimson is at fullback. Their wingers are Alofiana Khan Pereira and Philip Sami. Brian Kelly and Aaron Shop are the centers. Jaden Campbell and Tanner Boyd in the halves. Moeki Fodawaka and Tino Fasua Malaawi are the front rowers with Sam Verrills at hooker. Cleese Haas and Joe Stimson are the second rowers. Isaac Liu is at lock. The bench is Cruz Leeming, Aaron Clark, Jamin Jolliffe, and Isaac Fasua Malaawi. Uh, and their reserves, they've got Jojo Fafita, Keanu Keeney, uh, ex-Tiger Thomas McKayley, Joe Vuna, and ex-Tiger Ken Mamalo. A mm, couple of ex-Tigers there. And obviously, uh, what's the other ex-Tiger? Uh, McIntyre. McIntyre. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone to the Cowboys. 
Ah, he's gone again, has he? There you go. That's that's, only a couple of weeks ago. Okay, that's why he's not there. Uh, Rob, no uh, Fafida this week? No, David. Yeah, Mm. that's a huge out. I mean, he didn't get much game time last week uh, backing up from Origin, but he's been in devastating form this year. And I'm very sure... Uh, Brandon Wakem will be very happy about that, along with Johnny Bateman. So, yeah, that, that's a huge out for them. Uh, look, I haven't looked at this team properly. Did, could you just read out who the halves are again for the uh, for the Titans? Jaden Campbell and Tanner Boyd. Okay, that's – look, I mean, look, I'll probably run with it. I don't know, but that seems really surprising to me. I would have thought Brimson would play six and Campbell would play fullback. But if they're going to play Campbell in the front line defensively, that would be, you know, music to my ears because great player, but I, I just think his defense will be tested there if he if he plays at five eighth. Sort of like Ponger at the Knights. He hasn't really been all that great defensively as a six, which I think is part of the reason why they switched him back to fullback too. Yeah, no, but I mean, they've looked, they've definitely, they've always got points in them, the Gold Coast, but mm. they're just, a, they're just a, a team that tends to disappoint. So good thing is they've blown some leads this year. So if they do happen to get a lead against us this year, I'd, I'd be confident we could come back and take them. Any, any matchups that you guys think that we can take advantage of? Aaron? Um, well, I... For, from a defensive standpoint, I think we've got the edge in the hooking battle there. I think Appy's a better defender than Sam Verrill, so that may be another player we might be able to run at. Um, the, I think the, maybe not take advantage of, but the, the battle between the wing and centre pairings on both sides of the field, I think, are going to be very telling to how the result goes because we've now got some experience in our in our outside back pairings, which we didn't have back in round one when we played these mm. guys at Leichhardt. So um, the fact that some time has passed, the Titans are a little bit down on troops. They had their hooker from last week um, suspended as well. And I think there's been a, a couple of other injuries. Um, Kieran Foran is obviously still not back for them. So yeah, there's a few new combinations going on in their side while we're the ones who have started to gel now. So I think mm. that could be a very interesting part of the game. Uh, on to other grades. So our New South Wales Cup side, they play on Sunday at uh, Laybutt Field, which I assume is in Blacktown somewhere. Uh, Dane Laurie is named for fullback there. So as I said, Brent Naden, he's in the centres for the Maggies. Uh, Rules at hooker again. Uh, anyone else? Matt Moore at lock. Uh, anyone else in that side to keep an eye on? Obviously, a lot, a lot of young young talent in there coming through. Uh, a bit of a change. Zane Camro, he hasn't been playing in the halves, has he? Tony Pello was playing in the halves previously, previous weeks, wasn't he, Az? I think Zane's been been doing a bit of six recently. Or, or maybe I'm thinking Zane's been doing six in um, flag. Flag, yeah. I think, so, I think he might still be flag right. age. Yeah. So, yeah, look at that bit of a change in the halves there. Uh, I don't think you can watch. There's no stream for this this week, is it, as 3 o'clock on Sunday, unfortunately. I don't believe, so to... Yeah, no, no, I don't believe so. So, yeah, head out. Um, oh, yeah, Benj, thanks to Benjamin. He said he's at Blacktown. So, um, Laybutt, Laybutt Oval. So, head out there. I'm trying to think. What, what's it? Blacktown, Blacktown Sports. Was it Blacktown Sports Club? 
uh, pick and payless. If you need some car parts on the way, I don't know. I'm trying to think what I know about Blacktown. Uh, my, my dad was born in Blacktown. There you go. But um, that's all I know about, about that suburb. Uh, Jersey Flag. They are playing Friday evening, five forty-five p.m. Obviously before Manly's game against who are Manly playing Dolphins. Yeah. So that's obviously a Brookie. Uh, plenty Talender Silver's been named there, so I guess he'll play. Well, they fly him back on the plane if he doesn't play to play at Brookie on Friday unless night. They, unless they drop him out tomorrow and they don't even take yeah. him up to Queensland with them. Uh, Brandon Chumas still in flag. It shows how young uh, he still is. Josh Felity, obviously a big talent as well. So hopefully our flag guys can bounce back and get a win this week. Righto, Rob Stadamus, make us some money. What have you got for us this week? Again, look, it's getting tougher and tougher to do these on a couple of hours' notice, but uh, I've gone a couple of try scorers. Uh, I've gone Kenar for South. I think I, I really put the boot into Fenai last week talking about the Dragons. He seems to leak a try to his opposite every week, so I figured Kenar on the right wing will get a try for South. And Mulatalo had an absolute shocker against the Broncos. Uh, I just couldn't believe how many tries he bombed. Uh, given the fact he's on Warbrick, who isn't a great defender positionally, I think Mulatalo could be in for a try or two against the Storm uh, in their up- upcoming match. So if you, you multi those blokes, you probably get somewhere between 3 and $4. And I need to be right, or I'm going to hand the keys over to Josh Stradamus for next week. Hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, Nikola Jokic over 50 uh, PRA. That's mine. Uh, uh, right on to our tips. I just saw a couple of Jason and Benjamin said Blacktown workers, not Blacktown sports. That's a uh, fun fact that no one will care about. I was, I had, I was obviously a kid. I was nine years old. Nine, 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 ninety-seven. I was, yeah, I was nine. Uh, I was at Blacktown workers having, we had lunch there the day Diana died. So there you go. Another oh, wow. fact about Black Time. Just, I remember hearing it on the radio. It's just one of those, you know, one of those moments in your life that um, my mum, my late mum was a huge fan of uh, Lady Diana. I think every mum from the bloody, that was born in the 50s and 60s, loved Diana. But um, there you go. Black, I was a Blacktown workers after we found on on the way to having lunch at Blacktown Workers, so uh, do that, yeah. Do do what you would like with that information that uh, no one needed to hear. <laughs> right, our tips for the week. Uh, right, Rob, you've tipped the West Tigers. Are you feeling okay? Look, if we lose after I tip them, it'll be the last time I ever tip them. Um, <laughs> I, I just got. Boyed a little bit by the fact David Fafita's out. I know it's not going to be easy. We, except for the Cowboys, we never really beat anyone easily. Um, but I just think, I mean, it's, you can't really go on sentiment. But the boys have played so well the last six weeks, and I think we got. I know we were down eighteen nil, but I still think we got hard done by last Friday night. We we played well most of the game, except just for a bit of clunkiness in attack. So hoping we can win. Uh, just I, I am really concerned. I mean. David Nofaluma is in absolutely stunning form, but I, I do get worried about a kick behind him for the fastest man in Queensland 
in Khan Pereira. That that matchup, especially the way our line shoots up, um, you know, Khan Pereira has got yards of pace on on Nofaluma. So just hope the boys are, are in tune and ready for the kick behind the line because that that does scare me a little bit. But they've still got a decent forward pack, the Titans. But you know, I think we've got a better forward pack. Uh, I know the boys were still pissed off about winning. A, a couple of people have mentioned to mm. me. Bateman's still kicking stones. He, he's just such a winner. He hates freaking losing. So I'm expecting us to bounce back. And if we don't bounce back, guys, that's officially it for 2023. So hoping we keep the dream alive. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that we're, I expect us to be in the fight every week. Now I think our attack on uh, a warm, I assume it's going to be warm-ish evening on the Gold Coast. I'll just check the weather. Uh, on the app. Now, well, why are you doing that, Josh? I, I just think as long as we're within a few games of the eight and, and have just even a 5% hope, I, I think the intensity will, will, will keep up. I just think I'm really curious to see how we will perform if we're totally out of contention. That That's when we'll get to see the proof in, in how vested these guys in. But what they're giving this year has been, even though the results aren't great, it's been sensational. So 22-degree day on Thursday on the Goldie. Uh, so not as warm as I thought it would be, but I, it might be as dewy as it is at Campbelltown. So, uh, we'll want to do we'll save our score predictions for that game. Uh, we'll get to the other ones. So we've all tipped the Raiders. Take over for a second, as I got a cough. No worries. Um, yeah, we've all tipped the Raiders. For me personally, I think there's enough sentiment there um in the milestone for jared croker with his 300th game that the team will lift um there's a lot of talent there and i think there's still a few outs for the the warriors that are that could be quite telling in this one yeah i'm, I'm with Aaron. I, yeah I, I think the croker factor is the only reason i'm tipping canberra i mean new zealand haven't been impressive either i, I don't think canberra were that impressive against us to be honest but i'd like to put that more to our our good defence and intensity and the fact they can only score off kicks. So, again, I, I think this will, won't be a super high-scoring game. I think it'll be, you know, some somewhere between 31 and 40 points scored and be a bit of a grind. But, yeah, with the sentimentality and the way the NRL works, I'm pretty sure the Raiders will get more favours this week and uh, get the win. I'm having a croaker factor right here myself, just quietly. But... Um... Oh, you can let Aaron not take like over. Did, not not no, like no. they didn't get enough of, of favours last week, eh? No, I know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've all tipped Manly over the Finns. The Finns are three dollars to win at uh, Brookie. Yeah, I think Manly at home. Turbo, Turbo's in, I assume. Yeah, I Turbo's back. Um, there's a bit of doubt about, even though his name, there's doubt about Jeremy Marshall King. Uh, yeah, which I'm vested in with Supercoach. So mm. yeah, I, I I don't think it's any pushover at all. Like you know that the, the the Dolphins are showing up every week pretty much. So uh, you'd think Manly would get home, but you just don't know which Manly is going to show up. If it's going to be the Manly that slaughtered Canberra or the Manly that went to shit against Newcastle. So we'll just see how it goes. The odds for this one to me are kind of surprising considering the fact that the Dolphins are much higher on the ladder. They've had a much better season so Mm. far and have been more consistent overall. The fact that Manly are so far favourites is, I think, quite strange. I'm with you. I'm with you, Aaron. I think three dollars is crazy odds. Eight, eight and a half start in that one. Yeah. Uh, Dragons at home to the Bunnies. The Bunnies are the best team in the comp at the moment. 
in my opinion. I don't think it's a hot take at all. I think they'll get it done. Uh, I didn't look which St. George home ground is this one at. Win. Is that I think they both called win, aren't they? <laughs> is it is it Wollongong? Is it? Yeah, or is it... Wollongong. Yeah, I... Wollongong. Okay, yeah, I know Latrell's out, but I think South should have too much for St George. Saints Saints have been in games where they look like they're going to win, even including the Penrith game, and they just they will find a way to to pluck a defeat when victory looks on the cards. So I just think they don't know how to win at the moment. I will say I've got some concerns about the Rabbits and I've got some concerns about the Broncos as well. And that's the fact that this will be their 15th straight game for both teams because neither of them have had their first bye yet. So I'm not sure if that's going to be a factor this week. Um, bit of fatigue, bit of exhaustion there in having so many games consecutively um, before they both have buys next week. So I'm kind of a little bit tentative on both of these games in the middle of the round here. Okay. I'm not uh, for, for what it's worth. <laughs> I, I think, I think South, South lost three in a row, mate. So or two, two or three in a row. So they they came back against the Titans last week. They need to win, and they're they're coming up to a bye. I think the week after. So yeah, I think I think that'll be sweet. Uh, we've all the Broncos up at home against the Knights. I think that's a pretty straightforward one not that rugby league is these days but aaron's got some reservations i mean newcastle did play well in their last outing i I just think the broncos are going too good and this could be a try scoring you know same game multi-fest i think reese walsh is going to tear him apart i'm ready for him to explode this week righto uh chookies and panthers i've actually gone the chookies in an upset in this one with no Cleary. Uh, also based on the fact that I was driving, I don't think I mentioned this on the show last night. I was driving through Terrigal and because obviously it was visiting the family, went for a drive along the beach there and crossing the road as we're driving past the Crown Plaza was the entire Roosters uh, squad cro- literally crossing the crossing in front of us. And they looked quite happy and they obviously went on and won. They were playing at Gosford that day. They must have been staying at the Crown Plaza. I'm basing it on that. They looked happy. They look like they're in, in good vibes. No Cleary. I reckon Chookies in an upset. So, look, I don't like my heart doesn't care if the Roosters lose, and uh, I don't. I wouldn't mind seeing the Panthers lose. So a win-win really. But um, you boys pretty confident <laughs> in the Panthers? Wouldn't wouldn't say confident, Josh. But I mean, I just. Yeah, at the end of the day, the Roosters have been struggling, and who did they beat? They beat Canterbury. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're raving on wax lyrical about Tedesco. Like, he backed up a pass and caught a kick a metre from the try line. Like, he did what he had to do, but he wasn't like the ants pants. So, I, I don't know. I just don't think there's many points in both these teams this week. Again, I think it's going to be a low-scoring grind, but uh, I'll, I'll just go Penrith with zero confidence. Funny Is considering it? that only four weeks ago those two teams played down in Penrith and Penrith won 48 to 4. Mm. Yeah, wow. These are my two bet R bet teams as well. Uh, I kind of regret it now, but hey. <laughs> I picked the Bucks in the NBA too, so I'm not going to, I'm not complaining about that. Uh, if the Roosters go bad every year, I'm happy to put money on them every year. Uh, Melbourne with. Uh, Rob, you've gone the Sharkies in an upset down in Melbourne. Yeah, look, I I didn't really pay too much attention to the team, but I just remembered watching Melbourne last week that Justin Ollum came off. 
someone else came off. I didn't really know who was going to be there. Look, it'll it'll be a tough game. The Sharks are soft. I don't think the Sharks have, uh, you know, have they beaten anyone in the top eight this year? Like they're just no. not, they're just not going very well against the good teams. But Melbourne are struggling as well. So uh, I had to make a decision. I just figured, you know, the Sharks couldn't play as I, I thought the Sharks won a lot of that game last week against Brisbane, but Brisbane were picking up loose balls and scoring runaway tries against the run of play. So I just think the Sharks will be a bit more switched on this week and I've gone them, but yeah, if Melbourne win, I would not be surprised at all. They're very hard to beat down there. Jason D this asked what one where I sorry, as Jason D asked why I didn't run the Roosters over. Uh the A, the wife was driving and B men uh uh What's the captain that retired? Brain melt. Cordner. Boy Cordner. He was wearing Lakers shorts, so I did think about it, but I thought, no, he just got swept. I'll, uh, he's in enough pain already. <laughs> and, of course, the, con- the concussion. So maybe that's why he's a Lakers fan. But uh, anyway, carry on. Sorry, Az. I was just going to add that this is probably the game I'm most likely to change my tip in because I really think this one's a bit of a toss of the coin. Yeah, Storm have home massive home field advantage down there, but they aren't playing all that great. Um, getting beaten by the Cowboys, forty-five to twenty. Uh, you wouldn't see a team like ours do that. So, yeah, you, I'm just not too sure about the Storm. The Sharks, on the other hand, like mm. like Rob said, they haven't actually beaten anyone in the top eight so far. All their wins have come against bottom eight teams, which I also think is how they finished so high up the ladder last year. They were they pretty much were the flat track bullies. So. This one to me is the biggest toss of the coin this round. Roosters in the Sharks is six to one. If you want to back back those two, so uh, Roosters are dead money right now. Uh, okay, don't. Robert <laughs> said, "Don't don't do that." That's the way show form. And on Monday, on the King's birthday, that's not really his birthday, and um, now, yeah, now obviously he's now called the King's birthday on Monday, four o'clock. At Homebush, Doggies and the Eels. Probably be a big crowd in that one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe because I'm a bit ill feeling myself a little bit with um, <laughs> these upsets. But uh, I'm thinking the Doggies. Doggies at home, they haven't been too bad. Burton at a car. I don't know. I feel like maybe an upset. Maybe it's because I hate the Eels. Maybe it's a bit of that as well. But I don't know. What do you guys reckon about this one? Well, well, for me, guys, I was really thinking of tipping Canterbury, but for some reason, Dylan Brown is named. And, like, I'm not accusing him of being guilty or anything. That's I, another I, reason, too. Sorry. Yeah, I thought I, I'm disruption, believer, yeah. I'm a believer in innocent until proven guilty, but I also thought there was a no-fault policy or whatever you call it, you know, stand-down policy where yeah. you're just allowed to play till they sort all this stuff out. I mean, if he's missing from the halves, that would be a really big out, and that would kind of you know, make their back line a bit incohesive and stuff like that. But if he's there, I, I think Parramatta should get him. But if he's not there, yeah, an upset is certainly on the cards. Canterbury did play pretty well against the Roosters. So, yeah, mine was really – I've actually tipped Parrot just because Dylan Brown's there, but I, I probably would change my tip if he's out. Mm, they've, they've had a couple of changes to their team. Mitch Moses is back in after his week out with a concussion. They're, they're also coming off a bye, so – I'm I'm taking that as a bit of a factor for the Eels. Ah, uh, what a comment! Did you see that, Josh? Yeah, I, I, obviously I brought it up. Yeah, uh, 
I was also going to make the joke that I hope the doggies give the eels a touch up, but that's probably not. <laughs> I hope it's, a, it's a very serious matter. We shouldn't joke about it. And as Rob said, let the court. No, but you've got to have a sense of humor, guys. I mean, it's not. Yeah, that was a good comment. I enjoyed it. He goes to court tomorrow, I believe. So we'll know if he's being stood down after that. Yeah. So I just I wonder, always think I back who to. Comes in if he's out, though. I wonder who comes in at number six if he's out. Like, do they. Shift a Bryce Cartwright to five eight or something. I mean, who have they got now? They've, they've released um, uh, the coach's son's can, gone to Manly, so I can run you through their reserves. Oh, it's, Maybe. it's not. Yeah, you can if you know if you can find who'd be there. Yeah, be we don't better. care that much. I've got it. <laughs> I've got them. I've got them up. I can run you through them if you want me to. I think looking at just having a quick look at them. I think Dejan Arcee. Maybe he's the eighteen okay. man. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, he plays in the halves. Uh, righto, Patreon question time. So if you want to support, take part in the show, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month and join our Discord, which has been, yeah, pumping, uh, really good, as I said, really good on game days and that sort of thing. But chatting about Rob's got, there's a Rob Stradamus channel where if you like a punt, we talk about what we're gambling on and then, uh, what else are we talk about? Basketball, there's a soccer channel, there's all sorts of stuff in there. So um, come join the channel. fun. Formula One channel, I'm the only one in that one, pretty much. But um, <laughs> just talking to myself. The Formula One's been pretty, since then, Daniel Ricciardo, not even, I don't know, just not emotionally attached to the F1 this Carla's year. In the Formula One channel, isn't she? Yeah, Carla, Carla's a big F1, but she's pretty much her and I. But um, man, Max Verstappen's just carving up. It's, it's just annoying with Formula One racing that there's always just that one person just winning most of the races. There was a good few years, uh, obviously, uh, Verstappen and Hamilton came down to that last race a couple of years ago um, during a pretty messed up COVID sort of season. But yeah, it's been, I don't know, I just, I didn't even know it was on last weekend until late Sunday night. And I fell asleep watching it. But anyway, enough tangents on motorsport. Tim Colgate on the Discord asks, what are your boys' thoughts on all the players we have let go, either playing in other teams 17 each week or not even starting it? Example, Big Ken, Palgar, uh, Garner, Hastings. What are our biggest losses and one we glad to have off the books? Oh, good question. Um, I mean, the obvious one for me is Jacko. Uh, would have loved him to, to have been yeah. there at the start of the year. I think we'd have more wins if he was in the team. Uh, would have given us a lot more direction in those early games that we lost. So I think he's going well. Uh, look, I watched Pauger for the Roosters the other day. I mean, except for an incorrect play the ball or losing the ball in a tackle, he's he's improved, you know, leaps and mm. bounds. So good on the Roosters for making him a better player. He was a rubbish defender with us, but he's been carving it up in New South Wales Cup for the Roosters. Uh, Luke Garner... Always a bit of a fringe player with us. I, I don't know why. He, he did a good job in the centres for us last last year. Obviously, hasn't found his feet at Penrith because a lot of other guys are getting a start there. Uh, Kenny Mamalo, I think we let go of him because he's injured. He's one of our best players last year. So uh, I, I think it seems like we've done the right thing there, although he was a favourite. Uh, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head, guys, who's left us or whatever. But yeah, look, I think, I think we've done pretty well. And I just think, Looking at what we're doing now with our salary cap, uh, disappointed to lose Joffa. But the fact that we've let go of Joffa, we're allegedly wanting offering David Nofaluma elsewhere. 
the fact that we've come down so hard on Brooks' salary, there's there just seems to be a, a, a common theme there that we're really going to spend the right dollars on the right players in the right mm. positions and salary cap isn't going to be an issue in the future, which that's all fine. I'm, I'm still a little bit disappointed that Joffa's not there, but, mm. you know, look, I, they, at least they're being consistent about it. So I think the salary cap is going to be in really good shape again next year. And look, let's face it, we're still a million dollars under the cap this year. So uh, hopefully we, we front end some of these young kids coming through. Yeah. Uh, as said in, in the English, to add to that, I pretty much agree with Rob's assessment there. There are a few extras that we're obviously happy that we got rid of in somewhat recent times. Um, Moses Zambai was probably one of those ones where he added utility value, but he wasn't all that great. And I think the Dragons are seeing that with him now as well. I'm disappointing we lost. I'm disappointed we lost Lidsey and Jock Madden over the off season too. I thought mm. there was a lot of potential in there, but obviously we couldn't have too many players from this from certain positions in the squad. Otherwise, the squad would be too full. Um, there and not full enough elsewhere. And then obviously we we had the likes of uh, Russell Packer, Ben Madalino, Josh Reynolds, who were the other ones we were probably pretty glad to get off our books um, when we did too. But yeah, like Rob said, the fact that we're looking to now start spending money in the right spot is good because that's not something we've been known to do in recent years with obviously a lot of back-ended deals where a lot of those players I just mentioned we ended up having to pay for, um, sometimes even more money. We had we, we were paying them more money to play for another club than they than we were paying them to play for ours. So it seems like there's a lot of positive strides being made there in the recruit recruiting and retention um, side of the club, which is excellent because that's obviously something that needed to be fixed for us to become somewhat more of a contender. In in like we're starting to show that we could be in recent in um, upcoming seasons. Can I cheat and go several years back and do a really obvious one? Sure. Blake Austin. I miss Blake Austin. I love that guy. He was so good. Bring him back. What was the reason there? That was that was actually, I think we, he got a, a, some crazy offer at Canberra, didn't we? Because he was contracted yeah. to us. And whoever took over as coach, was that maybe Madge? I think Madge said you can go. I'm not sure. Was it, or was it Jason Taylor? I can't even uh, remember. Would that have been back in Mick Potter? 2014. No, no, no it, wasn't, it wasn't that far back. It must have been Jason Taylor. It was 2014 was his last season with us, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. No, was it 14 really? Is that far back? Yeah, because I remember his last game was against the Sharks at Leichhardt uh, in the rain that we then won. It was, then it was Jason Taylor that said, see you later. Mm. Yeah, I really liked him. He was such a nice guy too. Uh, um, yeah, still, still one of my all-time favourite West Tigers. And another uh, one, we, um, well, we, we've kind of got his replacement now, but we did lose James Tedesco in the prime. That was my joke. Game. You guys totally missed one. I said a really obvious one from several years ago. I thought you guys were going to say the thought I was setting uh, up like... Um, I was thinking uh, Farrow, guys. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> he came back. Yeah, but he retired a Tiger, so he came back. Uh, to finish with, Shane, our, Shane Colt, our Benji Marshall member, he said, hi, guys. Uh, hope you're feeling better, Josh. Feeling better, but my voice is still shithouse. But um, thank you, Shane. Uh, tomorrow night is do or die. We need to come out of the blocks hard and start giving the ball air early. Gold Coast are shit. They can score tries, but their defense is puss. Is that puss or puss? puss. Uh, yeah, I like puss better. Uh, and it gets worse in the second half. We need to be leading or at least level at halftime for a bet. Go overs for sure. West by seven. Well, we know we can kick a field goal. So, um, 
Yeah. Anything to add to that, boys? No, I, I agree. I think it's going to be high scoring, although I got taken to task about that last night, which I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Someone said the Titans aren't going to score more than 12. I hope he's right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I'll go with him. I'll go 31-24. I've, I've tipped us by eight, so I'm probably looking around maybe the the 28-20 to 20 scoreline. I'll take a win by field goal. I don't care. Just win, boys. Just bring a, bring a W. We, we need it. We deserve it. Um, we will review this game on Monday night. So uh, it's a Saturday game next week. So I promise we'll be back to Monday, Wednesday for sure next week. So back to regular scheduling. Uh, I see a couple of people in the comments uh, mentioning uh, Peelin with Stubbo, he said, Hey Josh, just want to say Nuggets and seven. I'm hoping good on you, Peelin with Stubbs. And then Blake Gat said, Quick one, mate. Uh, go Miami, Jimmy, Himmy Butler time. So Blake is going to be blocked. <laughs> uh, just like Michael Porter Jr. is going to block Ben Matabio on Thursday. Um, right, back to rugby league. Uh, yeah, boys, we'll review this on Monday night. Any parting words as we head off uh, to say goodnight to Big Dog and look forward to the game in less than 48 hours' time. Uh, just just two quick things, Josh. Uh, Aaron, are you able to tell me who our referee is? I know you mentioned the video ref. Do you know who our, our yeah. ref is? If you just quickly look at that. And while you're doing that, are we going to catch up and watch the game together, boys, or not? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that off air. I've got to work out. I'm, uh, I'm heading to see a comedian tomorrow night. I'm seeing Mark Norman. Mark Norman, the comedian at Edmore Theatre tomorrow night. So will I get permission to have two boys' nights in a week? We'll see, but uh, we'll talk about that off air. All right. Sweet. Don't forget, we've got, I'm... We've got Todd Smith, Rob. Who is it? Sorry? Todd Smith. Okay. I don't know. I can't put the face to the name. Ranger. Todd Smith. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he was the one that botched up the Melbourne game a few weeks ago. Is yeah, there an answer that there was a fight every five minutes and the game finished after ten o'clock? Is yeah, there an answer was... that you would have been happy with, Rob? No, no. The reason I was asking, <laughs> the reason I was asking Josh is I was just trying to work out if it's going to be a high-scoring game or not. So I was curious to see if we're going to have a a ten-meter ref or yeah. a rough ref. So, yeah, let the boys uh, fucking yeah. control the ref, whoever uh, control the control the ruck, whoever it is. So fair enough. Right, righto, boys. And... We've got it done in under an hour. Oh no, no. You, have yeah, you, you haven't you haven't given me a chance to, to sorry, have my as, final yeah, words. Sorry, as you got three and a half minutes. We're still on the clock. Oh, I, I think I'll get it done in that time. I just okay. want to say I like I like Dom Jet's score prediction in the comments there. Forty eight to twelve our way. Um, that'd be good. But let's do it for Gussie. Let's go forty four to four. Forty four. You'll say forty four four for for Gussie. <laughs> it's got to come up eventually. Right. Uh, to everyone in the that's joined us tonight on a Tuesday night. We'll see you again. On Monday, and yeah, we'll work out uh, where to watch it, and we'll let our Discord people know on the Discord. We'll try and have a catch up. So, uh, as always, boys, on Thursday night against the Titans, go the Tigers! Come on, Tigers! Go the, go tigers. the tigers! Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. Please follow us at West Life Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash westlifepod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Podcast.